All right, welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Today we are going to be breaking down the episode three yeah, of the Rings three. of Power. Super interesting episode on a bunch of different levels. This was an episode that triggered my need to educate myself on some more of token stuff uh, that we're going to get into today. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just wanted to remind you guys that we would really appreciate it if you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos, as well as following our podcast feeds and our socials. I keep a link underneath every single one of these that you can go to that is a link tree that goes to everything. And we really appreciate you guys supporting the show and it would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to the channels. Um, <coughs> Dude, this respiratory thing is killing me. Um, so in this particular episode... Is Jason it, does not have COVID, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't have COVID literally like three weeks ago and I've had shit in my lungs ever since and it's Dude, been a disaster. That's what I'm seeing with my patients. Like these coughs literally last for like a month and a half dude it's it, wild and it's definitely getting better but it's like incremental like right. it's like i'm like i'm like four percent better every day but i'm still at like 46 percent shitty you right know what i mean like it's which is annoying um this particular episode of the rings of power was super interesting on a bunch of different levels so aragorn who's a very important character in the uh in the lord of the rings trilogy he is kind of referred to by the elves mm -hmm. as this like super important person. And if you're not into Tolkien, which again, like Tolkien wrote, if I'm not mistaken, Tolkien wrote this stuff almost a hundred years ago. Right. Like this is really old stuff and it's been around for a really long time. So, but like at the same time, I, I, as even though I watched all the Lord of the Rings movies two or three times and I watched all the Hobbit movies, like I never deeply dove into Tolkien's like, uh, kind of like, all the background stuff because he sure. wrote he wrote many books right and there are notes and right. apparently even this series is based a lot on some of his notes and right. things that were kind of like posthumously kind of collected and put into to uh, products for people to read and right but there's this the elves keep telling Aragorn like hey dude you're the heir to you're the real heir to Gondor mm -hmm. which is the the greatest kingdom of men you're they they refer to him you're one of the Numenor which means that you live four times as long as a normal man. They say these kinds of things to him. And you know, the, the first time you're watching Lord of the Rings, you're like, oh, that's cool. That's like, mystical. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> but it's like, here, we get to actually see it. You're like, this, it is, this is Numenor. And so what I'm going to do here at the beginning is I'm going to take like three minutes and break down just a couple of things that I learned in a, in a rabbit hole last night. If, you've al if you already are aware of this stuff, skip ahead a few minutes to when I shut the hell up and we start going back and forth and you can and you can get there. But if you've never researched this stuff, there are a couple I'm not gonna go into everything I read, but I'm gonna go on a couple of things that I think specifically frame the premise of this particular show. So when Morgoth attacked the elves and yeah. stole the light, the elves attack they invade Middle Earth essentially right. and engage in this massive battle and they defeat Morgoth. Sauron survives. We hear about all this stuff. I also learned, which was really weird, at one point in time the world was flat and the Elvish land and Middle Earth were kind of like always just a water's distance apart. But huh. the one true god of Middle Earth or whatever, the one who created all of this, at one point separated the Elven homeland uh, uh, of Valinor mm. and moved it into a separate plane and there's a single water bridge a water bridge that connects 
this the globe now of middle earth and the valinor land that makes that's sense. why it opens up and the ship comes through i thought that, that was a lot of sense. i thought that was super interesting that's very mystical yeah very and only elves can traverse the road no one else is is able huh. to there are also other immortal beings that li- live on that island with elves it gets complicated but sauron essentially this is what i learned and this is the most important part so the men that sided with the elves in the conflict with morgoth were rewarded with the island right. of new where where the Numenor civilization Numenor, yeah. uh, lived. All of the men that sided with Morgoth were basically all the peasants that live in the Southlands uh-huh. there uh, in in Middle Earth, which I thought was super interesting. They essentially, over the generations, just decide they hate the elves because they feel right. like they've been held under their thumbs. And it's going to be interesting to see why that... Well, it might be more than that too, right? Yeah, well, there was a couple of different things. They also reject the one true God, this guy that created everything. The Numenorians mm. reject him. So that ends up being part of it too. There's a bunch of stuff well, there. Well, there's loyalists tucked in, right? Into yes. The, yeah, to the city. Or to, not to the city, but the area of Numenor, right? There, so, there, yeah. So basically, there, I mean, and even Elendil apparently is one of the guys that seems to be like more pro-elf right. than, than the anti... But it's clear the people that are in charge are very... Like at the capital. Yeah, at the capital are very anti-elf. Right. Well, so we are catching them at the height of their power, but according to Tolkien's works, they quickly decline from there, Which, like the Numenorians do. And we learn it's probably because of the elf, right? Uh, probably, elf, right? Yeah, they, they it, should, they, uh, the elf has returned or something along that line at the end of the episode. Yeah, and, they and they're ref- all worried about it, and they refer to it as like a sign of fear, like a prophecy. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how that all happens, but there's some sort of decline that takes place there. But we meet Isildur. Mm-hmm. Who, as we know from, and, and I, I, everybody like rewatched that intro scene of Fellowship of the Ring. It kind of just kind of reframes. Even everyone's seen it before, but it kind of reframes the the story there. But we know that they decline. We also know that Elendil and Isildur make it to Middle Earth at one point and actually establish the Kingdom of Gondor there. And then eventually, the line of kings is broken, mm-hmm. and Aragorn and uh, Aragorn is the distant, distant descendant. Of Isildur, and that's why he ends up one one day re- reclaiming the throne of Gondor, which is why that movie is called The Return of the King, which is the third one there. So there's that side of it. The second thing that I learned that's super important here, the rings of power. We remember them as the three elf rings, the seven dwarf rings, and the nine rings that were given to the men. Uh-huh. What happens is, is Sauron becomes a human form, a good-looking, attractive human form, and he actually convinces the elves, the dwarves, and the men to make the rings, saying that it's going to give them more power. Right. But in the thing, in the intro to Fellowship of the Ring, Galadriel says, she goes, but they were all deceived for another ring was made. In the fires of Mount Doom, Sauron makes the ring of power and it has the power to dominate all of the other rings. Yeah. So what happens is the elves figure out Sauron's scam and they quickly remove the rings. And Galadriel was one of the people who ends up getting a ring, by the way. They quickly remove the rings. The dwarves also understand and they remove the rings. The men are stupid and keep the rings on and Sauron dominates their minds and they become the ring wraiths. I see. Yeah. So like the so this whole story where we're at in this time period is Numenor has not yet collapsed on the verge and Galadriel 
is and all of these people are still fearing Sauron. But at some point in this series, Sauron's going to convince all of them to make the rings of power. So like, I'm really, really curious. I'm so excited to see where this series goes because it's not a linear path to them just killing Sauron. Sauron is effectively in the process of infiltrating them. Right. And, and again, this is, for the record, The Hobbit. If any of you guys ever read The Hobbit, I read it in high school. The Hobbit book was nothing like The Hobbit movies. <laughs> like, There's very little... Like there's a couple of things that are similar, like the dragon right. and some of the, but like the, the the battle of the ten armies does not happen in, in the Hobbit book. Like there's I a can lot of promise. liberties that are taken. Yeah, there's yeah. some liberties that are taken there. So the reality is, is like Tolkien's work doesn't necessarily translate to exactly what's going to happen in this show. Right. So we will see what the differences end up being. Yeah. But I'm curious to see if it goes that route. That to me is a super interesting plot line, like Sauron the Deceiver rather than Sauron the big, huge dude with the battle axe, dude. I'm telling you. That's the way to go. If you're going to take over a giant, (coughs) if you're going to take over a world or a galaxy, do it uh, low key. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of the gist of the, the research that I went through last night. And there's a bunch more. And if there's anything that we come into that kind of reminds me of something that I learned, I'll, I'll kind of plug it in there. Again, like I, I, I can get on these rabbit holes and research a bunch of stuff. Some of you probably already know. That's why I wanted some of you guys to skip ahead if you've already, if you've already learned that stuff. Um, but in this particular episode, the Galadriel gets brought there. Right. And, and Elendil is the one who brings him, her. And clearly he wasn't supposed to, or like, cause the, the higher ups are not happy about it. Yeah. Especially since he knew that she was an elf right from the start. It's exactly. Like he just discovered after he got her. Yeah. And what, what did we decide that the guy's name was the guy that's traveling with her? Uh, Halbrand. Halbrand. Yeah. Halbrand clearly is impersonating some peasant, but right. he's definitely something much, much more than that, which would be sure. super interesting. Which was obvious from the get-go because they spent so much time developing his character when they were stuck on the raft together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's wearing a sigil, right? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. He's got like some some crest of sorts, right? Yeah. That, I'm sure that there's diehard Lord of the Rings fans that know exactly what that is, but that's not us. This is a, uh, this is a Star Wars podcast yeah, for anybody. <laughs> exactly. That we, again, we never try to insinuate that we are the, the experts on this kind of thing. Uh, uh, and I love it. I love it when you guys kind of like inform us on this stuff, like on our game. Game of Thrones episode where you and I were making fun of the Robert Baratheon uh, hunting scene. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a comment on my Twitter feed uh, from someone that said that that uh, George R. R. Martin was upset because it didn't fit in the budget for them to properly display Robert hunting, and that it really? was in that it was intended to be much more of a spectacle, but that it didn't fit in the budget at that I point. See. And so, like, now I don't care that we said because we were just making jokes. That was all for jokes. But, yeah. like, that was a really interesting little factoid. And I it appreciated is. the listeners who actually went out of their way to uh, to explain that to us. Right. Um, but, yeah, so then uh, uh, Halbrand messes up a bunch of Numenorean soldiers and gets locked up. Right. Galadri- I thought Galadriel, uh, Galadriel gets with Elendil and goes to the library she learns about the uh, their interactions with Sauron, which is really right. interesting. She gets legitimization, like actual records from Numenor that prove that Sauron is still around, right? And that essentially kind of like gives her a little bit more of a leg to stand on on the on the elf front. But I don't think at this point the Numenorians are going to allow her to leave. At this point, oh, you don't it doesn't think seem, so. At least it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I feel like she's probably going to do whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was a power move at one point when she when when she was like, I will kill everybody to get out of here. <laughs> and she's like, she, she's like, she's literally surrounded by thousands of Numenorans. And she's right. like, I paid the blood price to get here and I will pay the blood price to get out. <laughs> like, I know. Like, <laughs> which which kind of cracks me up because they've got like a very loose watch on her because then all of a sudden she's just riding on a beach on a horse. Yeah. Oh, dude, that scene was so corny. Oh my goodness. It was like the slow-mo, uh, the, like windy oh. dress scene. Well, and she she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And like, it's funny because it reminds me of Wonder Woman, uh, Gal Gadot, like where the directors are like, Let's just put the camera on her face as much as possible. Like, just like, there she is. <laughs> just just ride your horse. Yeah. We'll take care of the rest. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like, if there was a moment when the director approached her and was like, listen, we're going to have like a 15 second long slow-mo scene of you riding a horse on a beach and you're going to look joyous. How does that sound? And she's like, um, sure. Dope. And the horse is albino. <laughs> That horse was really unique. That you horse was, re- yeah, it was really, it was really, uh, yeah. uh, pretty and interesting looking, but it was all the, course. like, that was one of the things I learned last night. Like, like, George, uh, I'm going to get these confused all the time. J- uh, token was very big on the elves being like, like not gods, but like close, right. you know what I mean? And, and for instance, one of the things I learned in my thing last night is Galadriel was the greatest warrior of the elves. Mm. Like, which I think is so cool. Like, she's literally, like, as a female, the greatest warrior of the elves and the most beautiful of the elves, which is one of the reasons why she's offered a ring of power at the end. And is she gives, she's given a, later on, she's given, like, great amounts of authority within Middle Earth. Uh, The orcs are building, are making the elves dig trenches. Right. And they're trying to escape. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're clearly like completely surrounded by like sentries and stuff. So their attempts right. to escape are just, just futile, futile. But man, th- there, there were some pretty good combat scenes in there. There was that mm-hmm. chain scene was super cool. Oh my gosh. When yeah. everyone, and then it, it was like a race against time. Right. So everyone's just like beating their chain, trying to, trying to get away from the orcs and they're like pulling people into the, into the shadows. That was really cool. Every single scene that's had the orcs so far has just completely glued my eyes to the television. Dude. I, I think they're so cool. They're like, they're such a unique villain because they're so gross and they're so deformed and they're just so ruthless, mm-hmm. right? Like that water scene. Um, I was like trying to figure out, I'm like, why are the orcs giving the elves water? Yeah. Well, uh, what ended up happening there again? I can't remember. They uh, all, they all test so, the water. And then on the third, the third, elf he cuts has, his throat. Cuts That's his throat right. He cuts his throat. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and their their organization behind their escape was insane. Like the 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 pulling of the chains, everyone immediately crosses their chains and then starts like a railroad tie. Like it was like so swinging cool. scene where they're all like swinging down their axes on the. Th- I was like, this is so freaking right. cool. Um, uh, but like also say what you want about elves, and there's it's it's clear that they're a little douchey. They're very much so into themselves. They're yeah. very into right. themselves. They're very like we're better than you, but at the same time they are. But it's like they're very, <laughs> they're very like they're very like dominating. But like they are badass dudes. Like oh, yeah, every sure. one of them is like a freak warrior, right? Who is like willing to risk it all and incredibly loyal and right. like say what you want about the elves, but like they're they will do what must be done and they're capable of doing everything. Like, yeah, I think the word is capable. I think Mm. think you're totally right. Uh, what's his name? Aaron, Aaron deer, Aaron deer. Aaron deer. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see his, his character develop over Mm -hmm. time. And they've, yeah. And like it, you know, one of the things that dawned on me in that scene too, is like when his brothers die, when Mm -hmm. the two, I say his brothers in the, uh, not his like biological brothers, but in the elves, his elvish brothers, like, 
you know what I was thinking? Like when, when you know somebody for thousands of years, can you imagine oh, the geez. pain of death? I didn't even think about that. Dude, like I was literally just sitting there. I was like, this is insane. Like yeah. I, I've had a dog for six years that I'm like completely attached to. Right. Like, like you and I have only known each other for six or seven yeah. years and we're incredibly close. Like they I, were on that watch for like 70 years, right? Yeah. It, just on that watch, let alone like oh, an entire who, kno- who knows if they both fought in the war against Morgoth. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they, those, those guys have all been through some stuff, you right. know what I mean? And, and that, and, but the, that scene climactically ends with they're about to execute a Rondir and here comes Sauron and he's in human form. We only see the back of his head, but he's got long flowing hair and he very well might be this attractive oh, version. Yeah. Now they call him Adar. Adar in yeah. this now in the um, which really quick that was so funny when uh, the initial I think it's the opening scene where all the orcs are like kind of walking around and doing their thing and then he gets in um, he gets in his ear the elf's ear and he's like only for Adar or something like that and he like growls a little bit it was so awkward he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was cracking up when that happened well, <laughs> well dude all the actors in the show lean very heavily into what they need to do for their and it works by the way right. like oh yeah like everyone I, Carly and I were actually joking about this last night like uh, Game of Thrones so f- uh, the first two episodes Lord of the Rings did a better job but this third episode had a little bit of a harder time with me sucking me into the universe mm. like keeping yeah. me keeping me bought in to what the universe was it was the cheesiness of some of the scenes like there, there was definitely like I, I had a little bit of a hard time be, whereas with like Game of Thrones and Star Wars like they both do such a good job for both of us of making us feel like we're bought in to, right. to the to the actual universe. You talk about this all the time with Star Wars. Like something cheesy will happen and it like pulls you out. You of become like very aware in. of the fact that you're just watching a show or a movie, right? Exactly. Right. That, so so with that little orc like hey, thing that he did, I was just like, oh my gosh, that was distracting. Exactly. Yeah. Or or staring at Galadriel's face as she rides a horse on the beach Again, for a little like, bit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is a little distracting. Yeah. I, exactly. That's a great way to put like, it. Like Galadriel, like such an incredible warrior, seems like the kind of person who wouldn't like be so benevolent on a horse. But maybe 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 I'm wrong. But like, <laughs> but like it, it it definitely was it definitely was a uh, was an, an interesting concept. But like the this is what's interesting to me about that last part. Um, Adar is a different name than what uh, um, Tolkien used for Sauron as his human form in his writings. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like a three-syllable word that started with A rather than Adar. Uh, And I'm just generally bad with uh, remembering this kind of thing. But I wonder if that's like the first hint at them deviating from Tolkien's yeah, like original storyline. Now, it, on a side note, I was talking to my brother about because he he's really into Lord of the Rings too. Oh, really? And he's a little bit upset that they've already started like deviating from his stuff. But we we talked about that in, in, the, in the Hobbit. That's done as well. Exactly. And and for what it's worth, I think that there is some benefit to not knowing the plot. Like I hear for you. for instance, one of the reasons why Game of Thrones worked is everything through the Red Wedding was. To the T, what George R. R. Martin put in his books. Not to the T, but very close. Right. And after that, though, George, because the dude is just incredibly slow at writing books, he never was able to keep up. Like, from season three to season eight of Game of Thrones, like, that spanned like seven years of real time. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, like, in production from HBO. 
But like during that seven years, like George George R. R. Martin just could not finish his freaking books, man. Which would be so hard though as a writer. Like you know, like I'm not saying he had writer's block, but I mean, even sitting down to do papers for school, she's like, man, this is tough, and just kind of sit there and think and think and think. Right? Uh-huh. It'd be hard. No, for sure. It'd be super frustrating as a writer to to create something and then if for people to be like, Oh yeah, like let's make this into a TV show and then just make it super Hollywood and glam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. I, I, <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I will say though that like, I'm okay with not knowing what's going to happen. Oh, I think I, I totally agree. Like with for that. instance, I know from reading that Sauron actually eventually infiltrates Numenor. Yeah. And, uh, and from, from the readings uh, that I, that I had last night. And then there, there are some other details that I, that I got along the way. Like I hope that none of that all, I hope that something different happens because I right. already know what happens in that storyline. And like, I wonder if our any of our uh, viewers who are hardcore Lord of the Rings fans have picked up any like egregious plot holes yet. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. So if you guys are listening to this and you're a diehard Lord of the Rings fan, fan and you have some major problem with something that's going on, I have my Twitter direct messages open and I also read the comments on YouTube. So does Luke. So if you guys could put stuff in there. Uh, we'd really appreciate it, but th- I, I'm definitely really curious to see where this goes. And I, l- the idea of Sauron in human form as a villain so cool. is something I'm a thousand percent bought in. And right. So it was, a, it was a cheesy episode, but there it was, was a good one. There was some stuff that was confusing, but I did think it advanced the plot in a good way, and I'm very excited to see where th- where this all goes. For sure. What about the uh, the Harfoots? So this Jason's concept. People. <laughs> of like nomadic people wearing grass. So now. <laughs> For instance, the the idea of like, oh, you can't keep up anymore. You get left behind. Especially when they're so fragile and frail as a, as a people. It's a death sentence. It is. Basically. But what was crazy to me wasn't that. It was the way they talked about it. I know. That whole like, let's remember all the people we left. Oh, you know, Jerry, he got stung by some bees. I and know. So we and let him go. <laughs> and you're just like, and everyone's like, to Jerry. And you're like, you're like. <laughs> What the heck, man? Like, no, I know that was so freaking bizarre. Like, I, I was like, this is a like a, a really cutthroat society. And Apparently, like, it is. Oh, and like, and then they basically there at the end, they're like, they're like, you get to stay with our troop, but you have to stay in the back. They know her dad's ankles all messed up. Yeah, uh, like that's a death sentence. It is a, literally a death sentence, not just for one person, but for a family. Oh, dude, I know. That, like, was, that was kind of a, an odd scene. And then, like, all of a sudden, the stranger just pops out. Yeah, he just he comes starts, out, and he's like, I need some light. Well, let me go up to this flame with this fire. And I know. Like, and then it just lights on fire, and you're like, uh, but and, and I guess it makes some sense, because he did mess some things up. Like, he he caused a mess he there in that scene. He did. He's very alien, right? He's, he's incredibly alien, because he, he kind of is like Jack Sparrow, where he's, like, like not quite there. But then he he obviously has a sense of what's going on, so it's really it's really interesting to me that like he he almost he's almost like divine one second where he's he's commanding um, uh, lightning bugs to like go into like constellations right, and then the next he's getting ready to like, pull a cart. So that specifically he's, he's drunk is the uh, what I what I learned last night that I think was interesting. So. You learn a bunch about these like de- these levels of deities, right? So like, right. there's the one true god that's on top, and then beneath him is like this group called the Valar, mm. which is like these like all of these guys are like these immortal beings that are above even the elves. Okay, one of them, one of the Valar, ends up being Morgoth, ah, uh. and Morgoth actually turns to the dark side. 
against all of the Valar, which is why the Valar split the uh, the continent of where Valinor is f- with that bridge where only elves can pass from the thing. It's to protect all of the Valar I see. from Morgoth. I see. And it actually happens after he steals the light from those trees. Mm. That It's like their reaction to that incident. I see. Which is a really, really interesting concept. You learn other things like Sauron. So it goes... There's like there's the one true god, there's the Valar, then there's like this level beneath them, which is like where Sauron is. Mm. And then beneath that even is the elves, and then beneath wow. that even is like the 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 higher races of men, like the Numenor and that like I it's see. very tiered. But like you also I learned in the like Gandalf is mm. considered of equal power to Sauron. Oh, which wow. I thought was really cool. Like that he's a cool. he's basically a light side version of Sauron and like uh, what I'm what I'm interested in is clearly the stranger is what they call it in right. the, in the in the Amazon like little like I love that about Amazon Prime by the way when you pause how it just shows you the characters oh, it's so nice it's such yeah. a nice feature to kind of keep you like it's kind of it like really a is. it's kind of like a north star to keep you like kind of like aware of what's happening right but that creature that that stranger is mm-hmm. clearly one of those Maybe definitely not a Valar because he doesn't seem intelligent enough. He's got enough, wizard vibes, but he's got some sort of power. Right, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up being like Gandalf in his infant form yeah. before he ends up becoming oh. something good or something along those lines. I'm yeah. not sure, but uh, but I do think that we're headed in that direction. And and this it this show is very deep in the lore of Tolkien, and it's super interesting. I hope I think I think they're teed up for this to go many seasons, and I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited yeah, for I'm it. I'm excited for it too. Mm. The, the way that it's shot, um, the the special effects, you know, all the practical effects, like really, really interesting. They're doing, mm. they're spending a lot of time making it look good. Oh, absolutely. And and that in itself is just incredible. Like I, I'm having such a blast just seeing all the different trains that they that they portray, like mm. all the different lands. It's it's incredibly enticing to me you don't have any other harfoot takes no 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 harfoot society takes they're just a simple people that they're just simple jovial people that'll kill you if you're slow (laughs) i know there's (laughs) slightly cutthroat but overall (laughs) jovial yeah they're kind of like the other thing that i'm thinking is like they're they're painting the harfoots is kind of like a little bit too ruthless to the point where i wouldn't be surprised if even though the guy can pull the card if they end up separating from the group with the stranger as their protector which would be so interesting to see but maybe so yeah but that's it for me yeah all right, thank you guys as always for for supporting the show. This will be going on uh, Thursday, and then we'll be back next Wednesday. We, uh, I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about the trailer for Tales of the Jedi, but what we'll do is we'll save that for next week. Okay, Luke is Luke is on a deadline. He has to finish. <laughs> he has to finish the second Thrawn book. By or the first on book, excuse me, by the first ascendancy book. Yes, the mm-hmm. first ascendancy book by next Wednesday. So next Wednesday, it. the we will do maybe like fifteen minute episodes on Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, but we'll spend a good thirty minutes on Thrawn, Thrawn. get back into the Star Wars realm of things, and yeah, and then the following week we're going to be doing uh, Andor. Andor is getting released well, on the twenty first. I it? think I think it gets released just after we record. I think like f- on that Friday that we record. Yeah, and it's. Three episodes. That's a little heavy. Yeah, it's it is going to be a little heavy. But, I'm, I'm but I think of, it'll I'm be good. I'm kind of bummed that Disney Plus is doing a three episode release, and I'm I'm sure it's a financial decision. Um, I don't know why. I but. I I wonder if it has more to do with the simple idea of making it so that 
they cross enough plot points in the first three because sometimes like that first episode leaves too many i think disney's been sticking with six i don't know if half the season more though yeah so that's that's and and maybe you know it's been already been released how many episodes are i'm sure it has but like if it was like a six episode season it's just like that's not fun like doing half the episodes all at once i know it's kind of a bummer like uh, uh, that actually is a little bit like one of the things that I really like about football, which is, you know, running again, which is great is like every weekend you get to enjoy football. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So then for them to do like a three episode release, just like, Oh my gosh. And it's bad for the pod. It, it is bad for the pod in the terms of like the, the, the steady stream of content. Well, are we just gonna like unpack like three episodes of just intense stuff? Right. It's just hard. It's hard. It, it is. The one other thing that bummed me out from that announcement is like, like, when is the Ahsoka series coming out? Well, because so, they still don't have a trailer for that yet. I know, but then they did do the trailer release for it's like two. I forget the name of it for with the the, the cartoon that's coming out, which is and which is Clone into, Wars esque. Yeah, it's Clone Wars esque, and and it goes into Ahsoka and Dooku. It mm-hmm. looks like which is gonna which be is going to be incredible. And there's all and there's like some other either it's either an Inquisitor or a Dark Jedi. That has an Inquisitor-like lightsaber. I think I think it is an Inquisitor for sure because of the lightsaber. But he looks so cool. He does look so cool. He's he's got like almost like this bird skeleton type of I mask. Know. And just in general, like I am so I love it when Sith or Dark Jedi lean into the theatrical. Which is very not Palpatine, right? But when the Sith like lean into the theatrical, that that to, and that that's one of my. That's one of the big reasons why I hope they eventually dive into the old Republic uh, in yeah. ancient ancient history of the, of the Jedi and the Sith because, like, dude, like in Knights of the Old Republic and in the sequel and in the Old Republic when they did those trailers and stuff, like, oh, those they, are so cool. Every one of the Sith has like this like presence to them that yeah. is like unique to them and theatrical and and ominous, and right. it's just like they're just so epic and like. And I love leaning into that, and like I'm, I'm hoping that they that they expand on the, I'm, th- that that whole concept of like Dooku turning to the dark side, Ahsoka. That's so but, interesting. I'm all in on Me it, one thousand percent. I'm that, that that's going to be some. We we are heading into a golden era of Star Wars so content, and it's it. just it's just going to be it's just going to be a ton of fun. But yeah, so next Wednesday, plan on a lot more Star Wars and then brief touches on Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. We will see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.